Captain America throws his mighty shield. All those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Hello and welcome to Here's a Johnny's Reviews and the Summer of Super Roson with Civil War. Wait, haven't edited a couple of this movie, I hear you ask. Why, yes I have, but this will be a little bit more deep dive. As I said, I covered this back in 2016, when I saw this in a cinema. It was a packed cinema, full of kids, and by kids, I mean little kids, like under 10. Now, in Britain, this is a 12A, not a PG-13. Therefore, under 12s cannot get in, but I guess cinema chains didn't give two fucks about the rules and they let these little kids pour in. I mean, I'm talking six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, I mean, under 10, and the violence in this movie is um, too much in my opinion, but moving on. <clears throat> anyway, as I said, this will be a deeper look, but not a full deep dive, as I have decided to change my format to the good the bad and the ugly. Maybe I should cover these movies soon. Hmm. Or one day even. Hmm. The good being anything I think is great about the movie. The bad er everything I hate about the movie. And the ugly is things I find annoying or in bad taste about said movie. So let's dive into Chris Evans' third solo movie, yet it feels like Avengers 2.5, and find out why Iron Man hijacked this movie. Starting, and this is a long list folks. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Don Cheadle, Jeremy Rayner, Chadwick Bosman, Paul Bethany, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Rudd, Tom Holland, Daniel Brawl, and William Hurt, directed by the Russo brothers. My god, that was a long list. Could they have any more people in this fucking movie? The plot. When the world's governments want to hold the Avengers culpable, of the events of well, their own movies, see Avengers destroying New York, Thor destroying London, Captain America destroying DC, and the Avengers teaming up to destroy wherever the hell Avengers 2 took place. Iron Man agrees to let the World Council tell them when and where to save the world. This doesn't sit well with Captain and the two butt heads. Things get even worse when Iron Man learns Winter Soldier killed his parents. Captain must fight Iron Man to save his BFF, who will win, what will happen to the Avengers, and why isn't this Avengers 3? So, with its $250 million budget, really Marvel a quarter of a million dollars, a quarter of a billion even dollars, this thing pulled in $1.1 billion. So, let us dive in. First up, is it good? The stunts are top notch. Mind you, with a quarter of a billion dollars they should be, and according to behind the scenes, all of the actors did as many stunts as they could possibly could, except for Scarlett Johansson, but more on her later. The bad. Scarlett Witches, once again played by Elizabeth Olsen, uneven powers. One minute she's whirlwinding toxic gas out safety, safely rather, into the air to disperse it, the next she can't control a simple explosion. Is she supposed to be one of the most powerful mag magic users? Uh, magic and useless even, in the Marvel Universe, then should she be at full power at all times? I mean, it's a simple grenade explosion, she can't control this thing. Jesus Christ. The ugly. 
Hydra is no more. This is supposed to be set two years after the events of Winter Soldier. Then, where is Crossbones, once again played by Frank Grillo, getting the money from to run his operations? I mean, he's got all this sort of army guys, and I'm guessing the money comes from somewhere, but where does the money come from? Hmm. Back to the good. The gadgets are cool, even if they're lifted from the Arkham games. And I love Falcon, uh, once again played by Anthony Mackie, a red wing drone, and Black Widows. Once again, played by Scarlett Johansson's shock gauntlets will get her out of all sorts of sticky situations. Back to a bad. Too many gadgets. It seems these superheroes are gadgeted up to the wazoo, with a gadget for every single occasion possible. I mean, at one point, Iron Man fires out um, restraints that he restrains Captain America with. Okay then. This was starting to feel like a Bond movie, not a superhero movie. Another ugly is Crossbones is far too violent. He's acting like the Punisher, which would be great in a 15 or 18, but this is a 12A. Most parents dragged out their little dears after the first 15 minutes, which did not sit well with these kids, and they started to banshee the house down, much to the annoyance of many of the patrons, myself included. I mean, there's a little boy sitting next to me, and his father was about, well, I don't know, mid-30s? And this little boy must have been about seven, and he had no clue what was going on. And all he kept asking was, Daddy, what's going on there? Daddy, who's this? Daddy, what's this? Daddy, Daddy. And to be honest, I was getting on my bloody last nerve. This is why there's age restrictions on movies. Parents, how about you say no to these people, these little darlings, and stop trying to force these kids into seeing something they shouldn't be seeing until several years later. Anyway, back to a good, the day-aged Tony Stark, played once again by Robert Downey Jr. He also did in Air America or Johnny B. Good. A bad. Tony Stark has a guilty conscience since when? Also, is this the basket case Tony for Iron Man 3 rearing his ugly head after it wasn't shown in Avengers 2? How can he go from cocky balls to the wall douche nozzle who wanted a suit on every continent or even country even in Avengers 2 to this Basket case shell shop person who was terrified of pretty much everything and everyone. Jesus Christ, no one is sending the cords quick. Another ugly, these spinning around jump cuts in every fight scene with Black Widow because Scarlett Johansson didn't do her own stunt, she had a police stunt double. And that was painfully obvious. The, this spinning camera was a pain in the tits, especially seeing this in 3D, as I did back in 2016. It was a bloody migraine inducing thing. Anyway, back to a good. Captain America actually sits down to read the accord while the rest of them just sit there and bicker. Showing Captain America is more than just brawn, he's actually brain also. As he actually reads the small prints to these accords. Whereas others just sign it instantly. I mean, hmm, we've all been stuck with some sort of small print thing that we should have done with the Apple things or Google things, what the hell is, you know. Hmm. Bad. General Ross, played by William Hurt, is brought back from the Incredible Hulk, and I thought that was not canon. Hmm. One heart attack later, and he's suddenly a good guy. Really? He forced um, the creation of Abomination? Let's not forget that one. He actually arrested his own daughter. I mean, come on, he is not a good guy. The ugly General Ross's guilt trip used to force the Avengers into sending the Sladov. Sadokia Accords, I guess I pronounce that bloody thing. Alrighty then. I mean, this is ridiculous. You're supposed to see him as a good guy, but he's forcing these people to sign these documents. I mean, piss off and I'll show you. 
Another good is the balls to the wall fight slash escape of Winter Soldier, Captain America and Special Forces with Black Panther. I actually liked this thing. This was quite a good and a good uh, stunt actually and it was actually done by Sebastian Stan himself and also Chris Evans so hmm, good on them. Ah yes, another bad. Too many goddamn subplots. Tony's guilt slash breaking up with Pepper Potts off screen. Bucky's Winter Soldier subplot, the Sardokia Accords, uh, Winter Soldier killing Stark's parents, Vision and Scarlet Witch's lover's tiff, etc, etc. Too many goddamn subplots. I mean, come on, cut them down to two. I mean, there's even one with Zemo who had guilt for not being with, uh, one of his children's, I don't know, shows, I mean, party thing, what the hell it was. What the hell? Cut these subplots back a bit. I mean, Jesus could focus on one or two, not seven. Another good is Bucky's escape from United Nations prison. A no mercy winter soldier taking down Avengers left, right and centre with no fucks a given. Although this is pretty bloodless. I mean, this is where it should have been a 15. There should be a bit more blood in this movie. But then again, superhero movies aren't made um, for people like me. They're made for kids because kids make money because they get toys. Anyway, another bad is Zemo, played by Daniel Bra, waterboarding and killing an ex-KGB soldier. Again, this would have been fine in a 15, but not a 12A. He actually drowns this guy upside down in a sink. I mean, dark much? Jesus criminies. Mm. And another ugly is renaming the Mutant Registration Act, aka the subtle gay registration act that was floating around allegedly in the 90s, to the Sardonia, a Sardinia pronounced that fucking thing, accords. Really? You changed it? The, the one reason why in the comics Captain America didn't sign it is because they wanted to force the, 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 the mutants to come out of the woodwork and force all the superheroes to give their real identities. Okay then, I mean we're not all Tony Stark, we're not all Iron Man and demanding the limelight here, so hmm, I can see why Captain didn't sign these things. Another good. It's Captain single-handedly taking down Winter Soldier's escape helicopter, showing just how strong he actually is. And note, Chris Evans actually tore his bicep doing this stunt. As it was done for real, but that wasn't a real actual helicopter. It was a crayon... A crayon? Uh, sorry, a crane, rather. Um, with the helicopter body on it, and it was pulled apart. And apparently that he tore his bicep for this thing. Well done, the Russo Brothers, health and safety, my ass. Hmm. Another bad. The killed off Peggy Carter off screen. Hmm. Okay then, so allegedly one of the most important things in the Captain America world, and she's killed off screen. Also, Agent 13 slash Sharon, played by Emily Van Camp, just so happens to be Peggy's niece. Okay then. Also, the speech she says is very on the nose. All this stuff about standing firm in the face of people and standing like a tree and yada yada yada. So all this stuff is too on the nose and that should have been cut out. Because Captain America would have stood against these things anyway, so why force this one in? I mean, it's very subtle Marvel. Not. And ugly, which I can't stand, is Marvel forces you to see other Marvel movies instead of making this a standalone movie. The way they introduced Black Panther, played by Chadwick Boseman, with no backstory, just revenge in his heart, forced me to watch Black Panther movie, which I haven't done yet. 
And I don't think I will, actually. It's the same with Ant-Man, played by Paul Rudd, and Spider-Man, played by Tom Holland, but more on him later. These seem to be setting up um, their individual movies. Uh, I mean, it's like, what happened to Captain America? He's like a tenth cast member in this thing, not the actual bloody star of a fucking movie. I mean, first it was um, Tony Stark, who stole the limelight. Now these other ones are still in the limelight. Come on, this is supposed to be Captain America 3, for crying out loud. Another good is Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. He steals this bloody movie, pretty much. The jokes he uses are quite funny. Um, and he injects the right amount of humour into this ridiculous movie with 350,000 bloody characters in it. Another bad is King Chakata's death, played by John Carney. It's too melodramatic and too over the top. It is not subtle at all. I mean, they pretty much drop a building on top of this guy's head and he dies in Black Panther's hands. It's very melodramatic and it's to be took down a little bit more subtle. Another ugly is Vision, once again played by Paul Bethany. The most powerful Avenger reduced to making soup for Scarlet Witch and running around her like a bloody lost puppy dog. I mean, he is the most powerful... Avenger and he's a pretty much lap-dogged, bloody weak-hearted puppy he's supposed to be, oh, moving on, I'll get back to, to Vision later another good, and possibly one of my final ones, the fall-down and knockout brawl to settle it all, fight between Team Captain and Team Tony which is Team Captain being Falcon Witch, Winter Soldier Hawkeye Ant-Man versus Team Tony, War Machine, Widow, Spider-Man and Vision. I mean, this is a all-on battle thing. As I say, this could have been called Avengers at 2.5. Because all we were missing was Thor and Hulk, who were just name-dropped. That was it. No explanation where the hell they two went to. Hmm. A bad Black Panther's introduction fight. Oh yes, and by the way, can we most our suit back? These retractable claws were ridiculous. And it also states that all all the vibranium was used to create um, Ultron's body, which was now Visions. Yet Black Panther seems to have tons and tons and tons more of this stuff just lying around because he's in suit made of it and blah 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 blah. Uh, ridiculous. And ugly. How Tony hits on Aunt May, played by Marissa Tommy, and I get in real life she and Robert Downey Jr. dated in the nineties. I mean, come on, story-wise, Tony just split up with Pepper, and in less than a week, he's hitting on this woman already. I mean, come on, really? Another good is Giant Man, a.k.a. Ant-Man. Just a giant version of Ant-Man. He kicks all the arses of the Team Tony, which I actually quite liked, actually. Some of that fight was quite funny and quite cool. Ah, yes. Uh, another bad is... Just how easy it was for Zemo to get into seeing Bucky triggering his splinter cell training and how easily he just escaped into the crowd of people. I mean, come on. This guy, into United Nations, um, super secure place in Germany, I believe it was, and he gets in no problem just by swapping identity from some doctor who was killed off screen. Okay then. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This movie is just utterly ridiculous. It's another ugly. It's just how vengeful Vision is in this. He's supposed to be an unfeeling AI android, yet he's out for revenge and hates the fact that 
Scarlet Witch played him and stuff like this. I mean, it's like, come on, you're, you're having emotions. You're supposed to be an AI. You're supposed to be an emotionalist bloody robot. Oh, dear God. My final good is the end credits. I couldn't wait for this bloody movie to end. It was too fucking long and dragged on and on and on and on. And on to the bad. There's not just one Winter Soldier, but half a dozen. In this case, why didn't Hydra defrost them to take down S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the Avengers? I said just leaving them sitting there in the fridge, or rather a freezer. Also, these are supposed to be stronger and more faster and more intelligent than Winter Soldier. So why didn't they use these instead of leaving them in a the freezer for decades on end? I mean, come on, that's bad writing right there. Another ugly, as Iron Man tries to outright kill Captain, even though... It was a vision that took down a war machine by misfiring his laser because he got distracted by the lover's tiff he had with Scarlet Butch. Come on, he almost kills Captain for doing this, but oops, you know, badly written. Ah yes, another bad Spider-Man. Uh, I can't stand him. This snot most little punk. He's a super annoying, hyper-idiot millennial that calls Empire Strikes Back. A movie covered, by the way. Check my archives. And super old movie. Plus, he doesn't shut the fuck up. Every single scene he in, he runs his bloody mouth. It's like, shut up already, you little shit. Plus, I hated the way he was shoehorned into this movie. He was just shoved in. Oh, I'll go and get my super secret guy in Brooklyn or Manhattan, where the fuck it was. Um, also, he's too stupid enough to put his own videos up on YouTube using his spider powers. Just how thick is this little shit? I mean, I know this is a big thing about how Marvel got Spider-Man back and they'd done the deal with Sony and blah, 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 blah. And that's crap. But really, Spider-Man, Jesus Christ, and especially with this version of Spider-Man, I couldn't stand this little shit, and I couldn't wait for him to die. Thankfully, um, I'll deal with that bit in a second. <clears throat> Moving on to another ugly. Stark has Ant-Man, Falcon, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch imprisoned in the raft. Now, the raft is an underwater super prison built for super villains only. How the fuck did Stark shove these superheroes in this thing? Come on, really? Another bad is Black Widow flip-flops several times throughout this bloody movie. I mean, what are you, love? Team Tony, Team Captain, or Team Yourself, you? I mean, she touches at least four times on screen. Come on, pick a side and stick to it. After all, you're not Spider-Man. In the comics, Spider-Man's flip-flopped more times than a bloody flip-flop sandal on Another ugly. Zemo kills the Winter Soldiers instead of using them for his own private army. Then what was the point of introducing these Winter Soldiers then? I mean, he just kills them off screen, a couple of bullets to the head and that was it. What was the point of introducing these bloody things then? Padding, I suppose. Hmm. Another bad. No one is seriously hurt or killed in this movie. I mean, yes, uh, War Machine is paralysed from the waist down, blah, blah, blah. But he has robotic legs and he walks perfectly fine in Infinity War. So, hmm. I mean, what was the point of this movie then? In the comics, Captain America gets killed, I believe, and half of the Marvel Universe actually gets killed over these um, accords. So what was the point of this movie if nobody actually gets killed? Thankfully, however, Infinity War fixed this and it's bye-bye Spidey with a snap of the finger. God, I can stand up with those shit. My final ugly Black Panther 
doesn't kill Zemo. Even after finding out he killed his father for absolutely no reason. Yet he was willing to kill Captain and Bucky and whoever stood in his way to get to Bucky. Yet he lets the Zemo guy off by putting on a super hold. Really? What was your vengefulness then, you fucking floppy twat? My final bad. The end fight between Captain and Winter Soldier and of course Iron Man. It goes on and on and on. This movie should have ended at the airport, not drag it for another 20 to 25 fucking minutes. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Of ultimately Captain winning and just walking off with Bucky now armless to be hidden by Black Panther, who again flip flops. Why the fuck is everybody fluffy flip flopping in this bloody well movie? God, so that was Captain America Civil War. All buying, no knickers. Ah, buy the number Marvel movies with little stakes just sitting up for the other Marvel movies. I'm tired of this now. Where is the movie for the sake of a movie? Does everything have to be a quote universe now or splinted to today? What the fuck happened to telling a story from beginning to middle of an end? Not a beginning and a middle and stretch it out for 25,000 movies later for fuck's sake. And I know I gave this thing an 8 out of 10 two years ago, but after rewatching this thing, I'm going to give this thing a below par 4 out of 10. This thing is 20 to 30 minutes too long. Mind you, that's the standard for all superhero movies now. They just stretch these fuckers out. And I hate how Iron Man pretty much steals this from Captain. It should be renamed Avengers 2.5 Iron Man's Revenge featuring Captain America. Towards the end of the movie, I just didn't care. I think we're now getting superhero burned out. There's too many of these things getting churned out. There's like one every fucking three months for crying out loud. Enough Marvel, enough DC. Just concentrate on making a good movie and stop churning out and cash cowing every single geek on a bloody well planet. Oh God. Still come back next week for my look at Captain America 1990. That'll be fun. Then next month is my look at Superman movies. Yay. And in September is Superman also. October, I back with horror with Halloween, my look at the house movies. November is No Scare November, my look at the scary movie movies. December is Festive Fear 2, including Child's Play. Anyway, thank you for listening. Don't forget to share, like, comment and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Iron Man movies, Mad Max, Star Wars, Hannibal Lecter, and more. Also, my solo podcast of Batman Returns, Catwoman, V for Vendetta, and more. And tell me how you like the new look for my podcast. Should I stick this, keep this one around rather? Or should I go back to my deep dives? Now, bye, and I'm off to snap my fingers and wipe this thing from my memory. <sighs> Better. Must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel.